Welcome back to the latest episode of the Senior Old Boys Podcast. That's right. We are the SOBs. I'm Eddie Sefko. That's Dwayne Price. In the house. In the house. In the house. And before we get to anything, uh, I got to ask, what is up with your sandwich lockup? <laughs> hey, you know what? We got a new office. I got a desk. For the first time, my own desk since 1993. I don't know how to act. And I'm on the corner, you know, like it, it, when, you, when you're in the neighborhood, you got a corner lot, you got to keep it clean because everybody going to drive by there, walk by there. So I didn't want to have my sandwich just sitting there unattended. So we had to come and do the podcast. So I locked my sandwich up in the drawer because you understand, I have a young man that live at my house. Anything in the refrigerator he thinks belongs to him. So if you don't lock it up or hide it or put your name on it, He's going to eat it, so that's why I lock my sandwich up. So it's it's an aesthetic thing uh, to yeah. keep the neighborhood clean, not, right. not a, a fact, the fact that you just don't trust any of your co-employees. Co <laughs> well, we got an HOA, man. you got to keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's Dwayne Price. I'm Eddie Sefko. We are going to dish out some really hot, hot sports <laughs> opinions. I mean, I'm talking Cheryl Tiggs, Halle Berry, <laughs> Heather Locklear in their prime. <laughs> Because we were in their prime when they were in their prime. We were in their prime. Well, right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Best so, at Halle. Yeah, well, I, I was a Heather fan myself. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's uh, start with some Mavs moves. Uh, the free agency season has uh, come and gone. It's just been a wild frenzy of movement. We, you know, who knows what the eventual – look of the Western Conference is going to be like, but what we know for sure is that the Mavericks have signed Boban Marjanovic, Seth Curry, and most importantly, re-signed their own free agents, uh, most, most impressively of which is Kristaps Porzingis. What do you make of, uh, of these moves at the moment, Dwayne? Well, first of all, uh, let me tell Seth Curry. The Mavericks, Seth Curry was just a guy when he got to the Mavericks. They built him up into a very good player. I was kind of upset when he left. I understand he didn't play most of that season because he was hurt and all that, but the guy can shoot. I guarantee you can shoot. And that playoff series he had against his brother that one game when, he, when he, him and they, him and uh, Seth Curry was going back and forth, that was a classic. So I'm glad they got him back because they need some perimeter shooting. Boban, he's 7'3". You weigh about, I don't know, what, 300? 600 pounds. <laughs> he's unbelievable. A guy can dunk without even jumping, without even leaving the ground. When he was with San Antonio, I kept saying, this guy's good. When he got to Philly, I said, this guy's good. Yeah, you know, you can almost tell he can't give you no more than, you know, anywhere between 18 and 24 minutes a game because of conditioning or whatever. But whenever he's on the, on the court – He's very effective. I like that pickup. I really, really like it. Yeah, what I like about Bobin is that he's uh, he's short term, short minute kind of guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, he only averages 12, 14 minutes a game in his previous stops. But he's productive when he's on the court. He, mm -hmm. he produces. If you look at his per thirty six minute mm -hmm. production, mm -hmm. it's off the charts. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he can. Now, you know, you, you, would he be able to keep that up for thirty six minutes? Probably mm -hmm. not, because he'd foul out in twelve. Right. But uh, you know, he's, he's going to be the backup 
center mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, wh- whoever's playing center, whether it's Chris Stapps or Dwight Powell or, right. or Maxie or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, this guy's going to be coming off the bench. And if you use him the right way, he's an effective kind of guy. Right, right, right. And then the thing I like about him is, like you say, he's going to block shots. He's going to rebound. He can score anywhere from 15 feet on in, you know, preferably one of them 10 feet on in and all that. But I guarantee you, I like, you know, I like, to, I like to see what his plus minus is. Because every time I see him play, the team always improves when he's on the court. It's just something about him. I mean, the Mavs fans are going to love him. And he's a funny guy, too. Yeah, he's going to be great yeah. for the media. And, uh, and I'll make you a little quick, friendly wager. Just, uh, you know, I'll bet you a, a lunch that uh, by the middle of the season, Rick man, Carlisle's man. got him shooting three-pointers. I'll bet you a dollar. <laughs> Oh, man, so, I hope I mean, not. I mean, he did it to Sala. You know he's going to do it to Baldwin. So, that's the – I mean, it just has to happen that He's not going to be on the court long enough to shoot three-pointers. Oh, if you can't shoot threes, you've got a hard time getting on the court with this team. So. But I, going back to Seth Curry for a second, I agree with you. We we all know the dirty little secret about this team is it, it just has not been a very good shooting team through the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Matthews came and, and, and improved that while he was here. Mm-hmm. And Dirk, of course, could shoot. But – you know, they, they just don't have enough guys who consistently can make the long ball. And right. and this Seth is, I mean, he, he may not do much else, but he will shoot it and he'll make it. He can shoot, man. We've seen him. And, and you know, I'm, I'm the type that, you know, because they go, go to so many Mavericks games, you don't have time to watch the other teams play. But whenever I see Portland play, he always comes off the bench and bang, 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 bang. Like, why does he do that? And he was doing that. Here for the most part until you got hurt and all that. Remember about two years ago at this time, everybody was fired up about the Seth Curry, Dennis Smith Jr. backcourt. Sure and that was, was. that was yeah. gonna be the that was gonna be the ba- starting sure backcourt yeah. uh in Smith's uh, rookie season. And he yeah. ended up uh as we know, Seth uh Seth Curry didn't play a game that year yeah. and, and, and eventually had to have surgery on that leg. Right. Uh hopefully his health problems are behind him because he deserves uh a shot to show what he can do. It, I mean yeah. Come on, the bloodlines in that family. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. he can. He's going to shoot well. Yeah, and if he got what eight million off this contract, if he plays the way we think he is, he may get twelve to fifteen million on the next contract. Not a lot of uh, wear and tear on those legs because mm-hmm. uh, he just hasn't played all that much. Right. Uh, but then again, he does have uh, surgery on both of them, so he's got to got to. You got to take the good with the bad on on that one. Right. 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 Well. You know, the Mavericks, the, again, uh, the big elephant in the room is Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, uh, the Mavericks had to take care of him, had to get him back. I and mean, that was, uh, when you think about it, that was their free agent signing mm-hmm. way back. Mm-hmm. They just happened to do it in a trade in right. February. Right. Uh, if he had been a uh, restricted free agent uh, in the summer for, for the Knicks or, or whoever, they would have gone after him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they went and got it and got a deal done. Uh, cost them three good players and, and uh, a draft pick. But you know what? you got to give to get. And uh, mm-hmm. now they've got two guys, twenty well, will be 24 and 20 years old. Mm-hmm. S- you know, are they superstars? Not yet, mm-hmm. but they certainly have the potential. Right. Well, here's the thing about the Porzingis deal. A lot of these so-called experts didn't even count him as one of the free agents that the Mavericks signed in the offseason. Uh, yes, they did. He was a restricted free agent. Yeah, the Mavericks could have um, – somebody else could have gave him an offer sheet. What if the Mavericks didn't match it? Granted, we knew they would have. But I'm saying he still was a guy that you had to put on that list of free agents that the Mavs signed in the offseason. And back to your other point, 
what are these, Luca and Porzingis going to be, you know, 1A and 1 2 superstar like uh, all the other guys in the league? I think so. Luca should have been an all star this year. He came very close. You know, you're number three in, in, in overall fan voting for the all star game. And I think he, 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 he missed it by not that much. And he ended up being rookie of the year by a landslide, what, 98 to 2 in, in the first place voting when everybody thought that was going to be a close race. The thing that people forget on that rookie of the year, the key word there is year. Luca was consistent all year. Trey Young had a good second half of the year, and not really second half post-All-Star game. After All-Star game, there's only like 25, 26 games left. That's when he took off. Well, that's a third of the season, basically. Yeah. And I'm not going to hold it against uh, whoever it was in Atlanta that voted for Trey <laughs> Young. I, I'm not like that. Heck, I, I voted for Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, a couple years ago when uh, everybody griped at me for not voting on uh, Jason Tatum from Boston. So, hey, you know, sometimes you got to stick up for your local guy. That's right. <laughs> but uh, and you know, I like uh, I like how this Mavericks team is growing. It's not. It was not a splashy summer, but it was a splashy trade deadline for the Mavericks. I mean, mm -hmm. they got rid of uh, Harrison Barnes and, and, and mm -hmm. cleared the cap space they needed to clear and, and uh, got Porzingis. Uh, they made bold moves. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, we don't know how this is going to turn out, but I tend to trust the people in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And when they say you're over under for wins is 41 and a half, that means you're going to be at least 500 team to me. Yeah. So uh, that, that would constitute nice improvement after – three seasons when you won 33, 24, and 33, mm -hmm. which, as Rick Carlisle says, is pretty good when you're talking about one thing, but not so much when you're talking about wins and losses in the NBA. <laughs> well, to your point, the trades that the Mavs made right around the trade deadline, they knew Wes Matthews in this last year. They weren't going to re-sign him. They knew DeAndre Jordan was in this last year. They weren't going to re-sign him. Uh, Harrison Barnes was going into a playoff option year. More than likely, he was going to pick it up, and he did. And so if you know these, this, all these things are going to happen, then from a business standpoint, you got to do what's best for your business. And that's what they did. They, they were not going to let these guys walk for nothing. So they made a trade and, and got one of the best guys, Pazingas. I mean, he, before he got hurt, he had just made the All-Star team in the Eastern Conference. You know, I talked to some, some folks, some pro friends of mine up in uh, New York, and they're typical New Yorkers. They don't like anything. Right. So, uh, you know, but they told me, they said, listen, this – this guy, Porzingis, is really good. Mm -hmm. He is really good. And he was great before the injury. Uh, even on a bad team, he was picking them up and, and dragging them to, to some victories. And, and uh, you know, the only question mark is whether he can be what he is again. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think he will. We don't know because it will be, what, 18, what, 20-something months be between games? 20 months. 20 months between games. And I look at it as a 20-month vacation. So that means he may be 24 years old, but he's got the body of a 22-year-old. <laughs> I don't somehow I don't think him or the Ma Mavericks look at it as a vacation. <laughs> but you know, that's a, uh, we'll see about that. Um, I got a question for you, Dwayne. This is kind of uh, just you know something that I uh, has bothered me. Or do you think it's a good thing that the players now, for lack of a better word, they control the league and they can make up make the teams whatever they want to make them. If, yeah. if you've got two good players, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, and a third player is a free agent, he can make his own decision, and you can, you can tell the team, hey, clear space, I want to come there. Yeah, you know, uh, and to that point, it was the Kawhi Leonard Paul Jarstein. 
Paul George had two years left on his contract with Oklahoma City. Kawhi Leonard basically told him, find a way to, but like a better word phrase, find a way to get out of that contract. I want you to come to L.A. and play with me with the Clippers and all that. Having said that, whether it's good for the league or not, I don't know. We got to wait and see because this is the first time it's ever been done like that. We got to see how it plays itself out. And if they all come back because, you know, they're going to be praising again, they come back and do that all over again. Um, this is the first year. So part of me say yeah and part of me say no because the reason I say no is not good, what more players? What other players are going to start doing that? Because LeBron, gonna, oh, basically LeBron did it with uh, Anthony Davis. Get find a way to get out of that contract, you know, or get him to trade you to, to L.A. so you can play with me with the Lakers. So I don't know. Well, and let's all keep in mind, 2021, Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be out there, and he yeah. is going to be, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do, mm -hmm. and some team is going to clear, you know, whatever it takes at that point, $400 million yeah. or whatever to get him. Yeah, but but you know he he had when they had that big pep rally in Milwaukee for him after he won MVP, he wants he remember he said he wants to do what Dirk, Kobe, and Tim Duncan do. He wants to stay in one place in Milwaukee in his entire career. So he's gonna have to go get somebody to come to Milwaukee, come play with him if you hold him to his word. Milwaukee, huh. yeah. <laughs> kind of lost me with that. Although I will I will say this: uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna play uh, in the NBA in Milwaukee. The, it's not all that bad because half the time during those ridiculously bad cold winters, you're not there. You're, not there. <laughs> you're on the road. You're you're in Miami or, you, or Atlanta or LA, and you can laugh and everybody say, oh, we're, "We're okay." So, uh, but I, I I I'm with you. I, I don't understand how this is going to break down a year or two or three from now. I know the league is looking at it. Mm -hmm. They they know there are, I won't say problems, but the you know you got to. Somehow you got to have some regulations that 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 yeah. uh, put a muffler on this or a yeah. governor on on yeah. all the movement yeah. because uh, I mean fans deserve I don't necessarily say they deserve a dirt that stays one mm -hmm. place for twenty years mm -hmm. but but you got to have some continuity I mean fans in Toronto I know they're not complaining they rented Kawhi Leonard for yeah. one year they knew going won a in. championship yeah. and and they're happy as they can be right good on them right but uh, I don't think you can make a a habit of that. I don't think you can yeah. just kind of run players in and out like uh, you know the college game is has gotten so kind of kind of it just doesn't have the same appeal yeah. that you know players come and go and yes yeah. Duke and Kentucky yeah. just they don't rebuild they just reload they reload. get the best players every yeah. year but they only stay one year. Yeah. And here's the thing because it's so new we don't know how it's going to play it out how it's going to play out and because it's so new we've used to this one way the whole time the NBA's been around, the owners controlled everything. So let's see what happens now that the owners have lost somewhat of a grip on it. Because it is the players. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I had, I just said, when it first came up, I said, there's no way Paul George can get out of that contract. There's no way Oklahoma City is just going to trade him just because Kawhi Leonard wants him in L.A. with the Clippers. Why would they do that? And they did it. It blew me away. I said, wow, we got, this opened up a Pandora's box. And they, they're going to have to get a grip on it, like you say, it closes some kind of way because it could really get out of hand real quick. And and it's not just the players. The players run the league. It's a player's league. That's the way it should be. They are the show. But the agents, agents. are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they – they uh, the, the, the and we all know who they are, the, the guys who are running the, uh, the, the, the businesses of – 
and they are businesses. Mm-hmm. LeBron yeah. James, yeah. Anthony Bob. Davis, you know, Kawhi Leonard, these guys that they, they can make the decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Duffy, uh, mm-hmm. who is uh, Luca's agent, one of the most powerful guys in the league. Right, and right. Rich Paul, there's there's a bunch of them that are, and they know what they're doing, and they know how to manipulate the system, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Is it always best for the player? You hope, but mm-hmm. maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And check this out: the way Kawhi Leonard calmly did his deal, he knew he wasn't going to resign with with uh, with uh, Toronto, and he had held the Lakers up so the Lakers couldn't get any more of these other free, knowing that he was going to go to the Clippers and try to get Paul George to come with it. Meanwhile, the Lakers they in a the standstill; they they got to wait on whatever Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Says and all these other phrases, they're gone. They're gone. So I think he did that on purpose, which I don't blame him. Hey, when you got the hammer, you use that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and speaking of the Lakers and Clippers, let's dive into that a little bit. Because, oh man. Oh, what a what a time to live in L.A. If you're an NBA fan, at, you know when they're both they're both conceivably great teams. Eighty-two great games in L.A. No matter who, 82 home games off the chart. <laughs> you know, and well, 80 of them, four of them are going to be the, both of them together. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what are the odds do you think that the Lakers and Clippers are playing on Christmas Day at about 2.30 in the <laughs> afternoon? That's a no-brainer. If the league doesn't do that, shame <laughs> right, on them. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I like, I, you know, I don't, everybody says, uh, well, even like I said, I trust Vegas usually implicitly – and they have put the Clippers in as the uh, as the the slight favorite to win the championship this year. I disagree. I I, I think their their roster, if you look at it beyond Paul George and and, uh, and Kawhi, Patrick Beverly is 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 it's okay, but it doesn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers have first of all, I like their two superstars better than I like the Clippers' two superstars. You do? I do. I don't I, really not like the Clippers better because. The Lakers, two guys, they start getting hurt all the time. I don't think LeBron can play 82 anymore. He's been, what, 17 years now? And you saw he had that devastating injury this year. Anthony Davis never played 82 games. And if they're going to do that low management stuff like Kawhi did last year when he set out 22 games, that ain't going to work. Two words, two words. Load management. Come on, Dwayne. It's going to happen. I know, but it's going to happen. But there's so many good teams in the uh, in the West, it's going to cost you a higher seeding to the point where you might not even have first round and play a home court advantage. And teams like Portland, Denver, they, Utah, they're ready to come and kick your butt. I would I wouldn't leave Houston out of that bunch. That's Houston's going to be pretty good. Yeah, they're going to score. They ain't going to stop nobody. Well, <laughs> you know that's that, that's usually gets you to the second round anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I like I like both those LA teams. How can you not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I still say New Orleans for that that trade they made to get uh, you know to get off of Anthony Davis and, and at least salvage something out of that. They should have held out for Kyle Kuzma. I, mm-hmm. I, I'll go to them, go to my grave thinking that because mm-hmm. I just I just think they when you give up the superstar you can ask for they would have done I, it. I agree. They would have done it. I would agree. I would agree, and they should have because you always try to get the player that they don't want you to have. You know, if they don't want you to have Kuzma, that's the guy you want. And because you give, like you said, you giving up Anthony Davis. Say, like, really? You just want some knuckleheads and, and some draft picks? Nah, get Kuzma. And you, do you want Kyle Kuzma or do you want Patrick Beverly as your as the third guy? I'm, I'm taking Kuzma, Kuzma every time, Kuzma. you know. Yeah, so, uh, it's but it's going to be interesting to watch the thing unfold. We nobody knows. I mean, and, and you know, I do think we're going to see, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard fashioned it 
uh, made it fashionable to sit out 20 games last year just because. It's going to cost them. Man. You know, and, and it's going to be – but, you know, if everybody's doing it, maybe not. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so, right. uh, you know, those guys – those cats in Portland, those two terrific guards, they've got a lot of mileage on them at a young age. They need to start watching themselves. I yeah. mean, De Denver's young, mm -hmm. but and, and maybe they're a little bit immune because they, they've got such good young athletes, but – uh, I, I, I think the West is an absolute bloodbath, first yeah, of all. Yeah, and, and it's going to yeah. be fun to watch. And the yeah. Mavericks are going to be sitting there. They're going to be in it. Somewhere in the seven to eight. six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. range. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, let's, yeah. let's hope it's six, seven, eight and not yeah. nine, ten. But uh, it, it is going to be brutal. Well, I, I like the Mavericks position because everybody's got two superstars. And the Mavericks got two. And Luca and Pozinga. So, okay. Now it comes down to the supporting cast and see, you know, how good they are. And, yeah, the Mavericks don't have any big name per se supporting cast, but they got guys that can, can contribute and out there can contribute on a daily basis. And what would you say, 41 and a half wins? If, if everybody's healthy, I think they're in that range, 40 yeah. to 45. I agree. I agree. Hey, let me get, throw two names at you, and I want to ask what you think about them. First of all, Assuming he comes back and he's healthy, Tim Hardaway Jr., how good do you think he is? I think his upside is better than what we've seen before. And I think he needs to get – and he is in a, in a better atmosphere than he was in New York. Cause they, you know how it is when you're on a losing team, it's nothing at stake, nobody cares. It was kind of like when, when Kevin Love was in Minnesota putting up double-doubles every night. Eh, nobody cares. They won, they lose, who cares? Then he gets to Cleveland, now there's some pressure on you to put – Continue putting up double doubles, and, and to a certain extent, he couldn't do that. And he wasn't a Kevin Love in Cleveland that he was in Minnesota. But I think I think Hardaway's upside is better now. Coming back from this injury, we don't know. This is the first time he ever had a, a injury of this nature, or any kind of injury, for that matter. So now it comes down to willpower, how he's going to overcome that, and how soon he's going to re, uh, rehab from that. I. I, I I was just amazed when he came in. He instantly became the best shooter on the, on the squad. I mean, he, he came in, and he he wasn't just a three-point shooter. He was a three-point sure. maker. Yeah. And uh, that they can never have too many of those. Right, right. The other guy I'm, I'm interested about is uh, uh, our our good buddy uh, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Man, uh, you know, the, the guy had an – a really solid, rock-solid rookie season for yeah. a second-round draft. Pick. And that second second half of the season, you know, after J.J. got hurt and after Dennis got traded to uh, to New York, Jalen Brunson stepped up big time. I really thought he he was in the mix to make first-team all-rookie. He didn't make second-team, did he? Like, no, he did, he, did, he got some votes. But he got some votes, but he should I mean, you're going to tell me that with ten rookies? Yeah, the first team, I can understand the first-round pick in the draft ended up being the first team. But he had to be in the mix somewhere in that second unit. I, was, I saw some guys say, really? This guy played better than Jalen Bronson? And, and the thing I like about him, people forget, he won two times in three years with Villanova, and he was the man on the team. So it's like, how did he even last to the second round for that matter? Yeah, okay, good point. But, but well, wait a minute. I got to bring something up. Who's that? You said – it was rookie of the year, not rookie of the last two months. So we got <laughs> to have the same criteria for Jalen Brunson. Jalen it Brunson. Was, it's a, you know, that was a nice two months or two, two and a half months. Yeah. But, uh, it was more than Trey Young, though. Trey Young had a post all <laughs> which was like 24, 25 game. <laughs> I, did a, uh, I did a little research, and that's always dangerous. But uh, I looked at uh, last, that last summer's the 2018 draft. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you redid that now, 
I don't know that Brunson would be a lottery pick, but he'd be right there. He'd be right mm-hmm. there in the 14, 15, 16 range, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just based on production on uh, from the first year. Yeah. And to think that he lasted to, what, 33? I mean, shame on a bunch of GMs for, oh, for, for letting that happen. The player of the year on a team that won a national title two out of three years. He, that's automatic first-round draft pick. You'd think. Wow. How did they miss that? I mean, it, wasn't, like, it wasn't like he was a troublemaker in college or a knucklehead. None of that. Good, clean guy and all that. Graduated. You know, he just graduated, but still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow, unreal. What do you know about uh, – you were out at Summer League. What do you know about – uh, the second-round pick this year, Isaiah Roby. He looked good. I like his upside. Very active and all that. He good hair, too. I <laughs> got more hair than me. Well, <laughs> That's yeah, for sure. Both of us. <laughs> and uh, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to pick up some more weight, which most guys do coming out of college when they come into this league. Uh, but, but he's very active, you know, energetic and all that. You know, for the most part, in the right place at the right time, knew the plays and all that. I like him. I think I think there's a spot on this roster for him. I, just having watched him uh, a little bit in the summer league and and uh, a couple of practice sessions, I you know, does he need work and does he need polish and does he need to get stronger and 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 uh, work on his skills? Yes, absolutely. But uh, not a bad prospect. I mm-hmm. give the Mavericks some credit for taking a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he will make the roster in some form or fashion, whether it's right. a two way or a or uh, whatever they call that exhibit 12 or 10 or 8 or whatever mm-hmm. it is these, these years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like uh, I like to have I have guys like that around for a year, see how hard they work. Right. You know, and we know that's a problem for some guys. They, you know, they get here and they don't, they don't quite want to be the gym rat that they think they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see how it works out for him. Yeah, you know, uh, as you mentioned that, that, that's one of the reasons probably the Mavericks wave uh, Costa and Fukuko. You know, because they didn't see it, that much improvement from year one, which is last year, to year two, which was basically the summer league for him so far. I, I, was, I was just shocked. It's like, wow. It's like the guy took steps backwards. And, you know, and I, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, you just saw your brother. You was in the building when your brother got the MVP in, in L.A. I mean, that, if that's not motivation to come in there and work my butt off, what is? And then your other brother got picked up by Milwaukee. Say, like, come on, Coasters. You know, you know, you can't you can't ride on your brothers for the rest of your career. You got to get out here and bust your own butt. Well, he wouldn't be the first one that yeah, uh, rode yeah. on somebody's coattails. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've been do, we've been doing it, you know, yeah, for years. Yeah, well, so. How many years? Four, uh, forty years. Okay, or something right, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right, So anyway, by the way, let's. This is where we have a little interlude here to to get our minds off basketball. Uh, I, I tried a new wing spot. We Uh-oh. usually we usually talk barbecue here, but I I, I went out to lunch with the uh, Maverick CEO Sent Marshall the uh, the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, we are both uh, wing lovers and uh, not necessarily connoisseurs. We'll pretty much eat any wing you put in front of us. But <laughs> but uh, we went out. And I I heard of this place, but I didn't really know anything about it. We neither one of us had ever been there. It's called the Wing Shack over on Irving Boulevard, and we okay. so we said uh, we pulled up to it, and it's in a strip mall, and we let. What are we getting into? This place <laughs> looks like a dump. And you know what? Man, those wings were good. They were just the right size. They were crispy and fried good and not too greasy. And I had the hot sauce. Uh-oh. And, man, my head was sweating. <laughs> I was, you know, my mouth was burning. Everything. I, I, good thing I didn't rub my eyes or I'd have been tearing up for the rest of the day. It was some good wings. Yeah. You know what? You know I'll be the first one to tell you. I love to go to the five-star restaurants and all that with the tablecloths and all that. 
But some of the best food is some of those hole-in-the-wall places. You say, we're going to eat up in here, you go up in there and say, wow, that's the best meal I ever had. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it is. <laughs> I mean, it, these people have been doing it for, they stay in business for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people keep coming back, and uh, I recommend it. It was, it was a good, uh, you know, if you want something besides, the, you know, the franchises, and we all know what they are. Uh, in fact, hey, we got to get a Buffalo Wild Wings sponsorship for this show. That's we, we got to work on we that. We should. Let's put our put your assistant on that. You got okay. an, you got an I assistant. Gotta say, I got two assistants. I put them on. How come I didn't get any? <laughs> I, stole I got none. <laughs> I thought what are you? What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> well, speaking of barbecue, I went to one yesterday. I was just highly disappointed. Really. Man, I tell you what. I got do we want to throw him under the bus for a name or just to do, do, I just remain, you, remain anonymous? We remain anonymous. I get as close to the name as possible. It was uh, everything's a la carte. So you got to buy a fourth of sausage, fourth pound of sausage, $5. A quarter pound of brisket, $5. Uh, a, half of, a half a slab of ribs, $11. And yet each one of your vegetables... Uh, your side, each one of them were like two bucks. It was over twenty-seven dollars for basically a three-piece plate meal. Two, twenty. Good I, grief! That's what I'm saying. I Man, I, I, I want your salary first of all. No, first of all, because I, I had been there once before and didn't like it. Sometimes let me give them one more chance. They won't get another chance. Yeah, in Frisco. That's in Frisco. On, okay, on, well, I don't. Preston. I don't go to Frisco. That's up in your high high dollar neighborhood. <laughs> I can't afford to go up there anyway. I, I won't be there again. Uh, twenty-seven dollars. Unbelievable, man. Wow. I I know I can go in a baby back shack and get a three peat three mil two uh, size for under twenty bucks for probably about eighteen bucks and it'll be better. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. Cause and, this wasn't that good either, by the way. You know, and and listen, uh, twenty seven dollars. You, you can practically go buy your own brisket for that. Yeah. I don't know what and, that is. And uh, yeah. sit out there and have a, have a cold beer and smoke it yourself yeah. and, then, and you know, wait 12 hours and you'll have great food. What was I thinking? That's why it was the dumbest $27 I ever spent. Well, it won't oh, come again. on. We've, we've thrown away $27. Not, not on food. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, with that, let's go, back to, let's go back to basketball for just a minute here as we wrap things up. Uh, you know – we laughed about it earlier about, you know, no defense. But what do you think about Houston? I mean, you trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and you get Russell Westbrook back. I think you're better. But, you know, of course, they didn't get out of the second round either. So, uh, you're shaking your head. I, I want to hear this. You got two balls, two balls, two guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, we're trying to keep this SOB show PG rated here. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's Dwayne.Price at Mavs.com. You got two guys, what I meant to say, and one ball. And they both want that one ball. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, Westbrook had it more than anybody in the league last year, and Harden was number two. And if it couldn't work out, with Harden and Chris Paul, who was a ball-dominant point guard before he got to the Rockets. But what makes the Rockets think it's going to work out with Westbrook? I just don't think. And the worst part about it is at least Chris Paul can shoot a three-point shot. Westbrook can't. He's in the 20s for his career. It's like, well, what are y'all doing? This, this whole offense, nothing says we need Westbrook to make this work. You know what I'd like to, to know if I was a fly on the wall down there in the first practice is what – P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella, who are two pretty good defenders, right. when they look, get together and huddle up in, uh, by themselves down there and say, 
how are we going to cover up all their mistakes? Yeah. <laughs> on defense. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys aren't yeah. going to guard anybody. Right. And P.J. Tucker is a really good defender. Yeah, yeah, and Clint Capella is a decent rim protector, and he's, right. I think he's one of the underrated big guys in the league. I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, those two guys I'd take any time on my yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how are they going to – they're going to sit there and say, God, we got to do all the dirty work for this yeah. team. Yeah. And, and if it didn't work out in Oklahoma City with those two together, what makes they think it's going to work out in Houston when they really, really need the ball more? Uh, this, this is like – this is insane, man. Well, I, it's going to be fun to watch. I will say that. Well – you, you, They've kept things interesting down there. Yeah. And, and they're going to win their first year of games. Oh, they're going to win games, yeah, yeah. And D'Antoni's in his last year, too, and all the players know that. So how much are they going to listen to him now, knowing that basically he may be out the door? Yeah, and Mike's one of my, my favorite coaches like in the league. Yeah. I, I love to talk to Mike. Uh, but, but if you put a gun to my head, I'd have to say I don't think he'll be here no. past, a, uh, no. past the All-Star break. Right. They'll, they'll do something because uh, uh, that thing could, could – could, Go up quick. Easily go south on yeah. them if, if things don't work just right. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and, and you know what? Uh, they should those, win games. Those two players, I mean, I've never been a Russell Westbrook fan. I, great player, but I just don't like the way he handles his, 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 uh, his job and everything. And everybody, He's chasing stats. He is a stat chaser. Mm -hmm. You know, once he gets that 10th assist, mm -hmm. he ain't passing that mm -hmm. ball again. You know what? Harden chasing stats, too. I've seen that. Remember, remember when he was in that streak? A uh, thirty, uh, oh, that was one game. I can't remember who it was against, but he was the only starter on the court because he had like twenty-two points, and it was like four minutes to go in the game, but they down twenty-five. You know, it's like, dude, you know, if the coach won't take you out, take yourself out. Come on, really, <laughs> take yourself out. That reminds me of the of the old. You remember Chandler Parsons, our old buddy, and uh, it was in Houston that game where he scored thirty. And he was a minus 30 in the box. <laughs> <laughs> that was and a weird I, and I remember, like I remember Carl, Rick Carlisle after the game said, well, I guess that maybe shows that there's a little more to this game than just scoring. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh, got that right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the uh, Senior Old Boys. Uh, we want everybody out there to keep it SOB. And uh, uh, for uh, Dwayne Price, I'm Eddie Sefko. And we'll, uh, we'll check back with you in a week or so when, uh, when the – uh, hopefully the NBA schedule comes out and we got a lot more to talk about. There you go. All right. <laughs>